Hello everyone, and welcome back to Kick It With Kira. I'm your host, Kira Russell. Before I get started today, I wanted to take a second and just thank you guys for listening. Um, I know this is only the second episode, but the amount of positive feedback I got from that first episode was honestly overwhelming, but in the best way possible. Um, Hearing what you guys took away from it and how excited you were to follow along in the series and hear the upcoming episodes. And even those of you who said I had a good radio voice, you know, it really made me excited um, to see the potential that this series has, not only for my own educational experience, but also um, for what I can share with you guys. So in a recap of that first episode, uh, we heard an introduction of the show, a little bit about me and an inspiring interview with my friend, Matt Scaletti. So Matt is from Level Red Boxing, that's how we met, and he gave us a pretty good retelling of his fitness journey up until this point and some insight into what the future of that journey looks like. He told us about some of the obstacles that he's had to overcome, some of the things that have kept him motivated along the way and continue to do so, um, as well as some of the goals that he has for himself on the horizon and goals that he's uh, attained in the past and kind of how he sets those goals for himself moving forward to always continue to challenge himself. So today in the second episode, it's just going to be me talking so you can get used to this voice. There's no one else coming in. Um, Second episode of the new health and wellness series today, we're going to be talking about the science of pursuing your own goals. One of the reasons that I was really excited to put this as one of the first topics on the show is because I think that it is so foundational to everything that comes afterwards. So obviously, whatever goal you're striving for, the more structured outline you have of what you want and how you're gonna get it, the more likely it is that you're gonna achieve it, right? And that all sounds so obvious, but so much of the time when we're setting goals, and we all do it, we have these vague goals that we don't really know how we're gonna get there, but it's a distant future thing. Someday I wanna do this. Someday I wanna be there. I magically wanna arrive at this destination of success. But it's hard sometimes to break down what are the steps that get me from where I'm at to where I wanna be. So I'm gonna start from the very basics and really just talking about the psychology of goal setting. And then later on in the episode, I'm gonna get into talking about how you can actually set those goals uh, that are gonna be sustainable and attainable. So I'm gonna try and keep this short and sweet for you guys. (laughs) But just starting out, um, why are we talking about goals? Like I said, it may seem obvious, but there are studies going back into the 20th century, I'm sure even before that, but even in just literature searches online. And just a disclaimer, the premise of this show is that everything is science-based, and then obviously my anecdotes, Um, but everything is from peer-reviewed literature and from credible sources that I'm gonna include there. If you guys wanna follow up and look into them further, I encourage you to do so. But this is meant to kind of deconstruct all of the jargon that's out there as well as the less credible information that may be floating around in more accessible platforms. I want this to be a way for you to hear the information um, that's going to be most helpful to you without having to read through a hundred literature papers of scientific articles. So that's what I'm here for. (laughs) So just starting off, some of these studies going back to the late 60s, one of them was Edwin Locke. Very basic statement, but this is what he said. The directing function of goals in task performance. Subjects were given on each trial knowledge of their scores on two or more independent, uncorrelated performance dimensions. 
but they set goals to maximize their scores on only one performance dimension. The scores following were generally higher when the subject was trying to maximize his score on that dimension than when he was trying for some other goal. All right, so what does that mean? If you got the message of that, it's pretty obvious. The message is when you actually try, you normally do better than at something you're not trying at. But that just goes to show that even in studies, in actual science, it's shown that when you put effort in, where you're investing your time, that's where you're gonna reap your benefits. And I just want you to kind of keep that in mind as we go along, and hopefully some of this will be uh, a little less obvious as we go on. So, specifically, people who pursue individually important goals have been shown to experience higher levels of personal satisfaction, Um, or subjective well-being. And so this came out of a study from Freund and Baltz from 2002. And this basically just showed that when you have personal investment, something that is individually important to you, that you're going to be more satisfied than someone who doesn't have any concrete goal in mind or someone who's pursuing a goal that isn't necessarily personal to them. And so that's another main point I want you to keep in mind as we go through this. It's kind of going to set up the structure of what we talk about through the rest of the episode. So keeping in mind where you put your effort, that's where you see your rewards, and the things that are actually close to your values, that's going to give you the most satisfaction and the most well-being out of that. So when we're talking about goals and happiness, a little bit more on that, on the psychology of it from the same study here. It talked about how when you're striving for goals, it actually has been shown to make people happier. And so that sense of fulfillment and achievement that you gain, even just from the pursuit of those goals, is going to bring you happiness. And so you can think of something as basic as operant conditioning. If you haven't heard of that technical term, it's just a psychology experiment, but it basically showed that animals that were trained to complete a task did so based off of rewards and punishment. So if we just look at the reward side of that, you are completing a task because you get a direct reward from it. It's that instant gratification. So that perception of progress in a goal can be viewed as an achievement or as that reward. And that can elicit that same sensation of reward for your action. And so then obviously we can extend that out over not necessarily instant gratification, but maybe delayed gratification or increased effort for an an increased payout later on. But these rates of progress can be more significant even than the attainment of that actual goal. And I thought this was really interesting. There were a number of papers that showed that this had been found in studies that you actively measuring and acknowledging the progress that you're making towards a goal that you have set out, a defined goal, can actually be more significant in boosting your subjective well-being, which is just your perception of your own satisfaction, like personal satisfaction or happiness, um, than the actual attainment of the goal. And so something that I think is really interesting about that is it's really all perspective based, right? So we're talking about setting goals and breaking them down and following step by step to get to where you want to be. But first off, as I already said, all these goals are going to be individualized. You are going to prioritize something more than the person next to you, more than the next person listening, more than me, whatever. The things that are important to you and that you place value on are going to be the things that bring you the most gratification. And so even progress towards that goal, even if you know, you're trying to, let's say, run a full marathon, your goal is by the end of this year, you wanna run a marathon, but every week you're running five miles. That in and of itself, you're getting closer to that goal, actively putting in effort that is then 
bringing that sense of achievement and reward. And so another big thing about goals that can help them to be more gratifying to you is that you set goals that facilitate further possibilities. So setting goals that give you potential for new goals. So even once you do attain that goal, what's the next step? Where do you go from there? Never setting yourself a ceiling of, okay, I got here and now what? That's all I had set for myself and that's all I'm gonna do. No, maybe your goal was to run a half marathon, then you get to the marathon, then you get to an ultra marathon if you're crazy like Matt and you're running hundreds of miles by choice. That's you, you go ahead. But point being, you're setting these goals where you're always pushing yourself. You're never stagnant. And that has been shown in a lot of these studies to be one of the things that is also most gratifying to people. So you may have noticed that I'm talking about this. A lot of this is kind of subjective sounding. Um, It's not very tangible. We'll get into the more tangible later on, but I do wanna just flesh out a little bit more of this about how all of this is perspective. So a positive view of your progress in your goals is going to be directly related to how satisfied you are with it and how happy you might be from that. So a bottom-up model evaluation of this, which has been shown in a number of these studies, shows that subjective well-being centers progress towards goals as successful ambition. So many of these small satisfying experiences are going to culminate in progress towards attainment of that larger goal. And looking at that, like if you're looking at it as a pyramid, starting from that base, tiny goals, tiny goals, until you get to the top and you reach that big goal, which if you didn't set those tiny goals before, might seem completely out of reach. If I said right now, I don't run ever, and I'm gonna go run an ultra marathon, the likelihood of me doing that, probably very small. If I said, I'm gonna run an ultra marathon, I'm gonna start by, I'm running one mile every day, or I'm running three miles every week, or whatever it might be. Putting those stepping stones in place for yourself facilitates your actual forward progress, as opposed to just setting these ambitious goals, which there's nothing wrong with setting those ambitious goals, but you have to have a structure to it. Without that infrastructure, it's gonna be really hard to sustain. So, a little bit more on that, your personal investment in your satisfaction. Um, As you can imagine, the degree of self-relevance of your goals, I kind of touched on this in the very beginning there, but it directly relates to the satisfaction with the goals that you have. And this makes sense, right? The more incentive you have to pursue your goals when, when you're personally invested in that actual pursuit. If it's something that I don't care about, if someone's telling me I have to run an ultra marathon and I have no desire to do so, probably less likely to get out there and run every week because I don't really care if I run 100 miles. If I have to, maybe, but eh, there's no intrinsic drive there. If I'm talking about, I wanna get in a boxing match. By February, I wanna be in a sanctioned boxing match, so what am I gonna do to get there? Every day, I'm gonna be training. Every day, I'm gonna be running. I'm gonna be doing whatever. Whatever it is that's gonna get me there, because I actually care about that, that's gonna carry me through. Even when it gets tough, even when I don't wanna do it, even when I just wanna lay down and eat my popcorn and watch TV or House of Dragon or whatever it is, that personal investment is going to be way more likely to get me motivated to get up and do that thing and follow my goal than if it's just something that I don't care about. And so keep that in the back of your mind. It's all gonna come together at the end, I promise. Um, And then last thing I wanted to touch on about the psychology of that stuff is just the importance of positive psychology and intentional behavior. So these are terms that you can look up more if you wanna learn more about them, but it's essentially the concept says that the discrete action that you must choose to engage in requires effort, but this fits your values and interests. So think about that again. 
discrete action that you choose to engage in that requires effort, effort, but fits your values and interests. So this is something that I've really had to come to terms with, with being back in school after having been out of school for a couple years, um, starting medical school and it's effortful. Like I can't just open a book or a syllabus as you might imagine, you know, medicine isn't just, you know, it doesn't just come to you, which it might explain why not everyone's a doctor. However, so when I open that book, it, I can feel my brain pulsing sometimes as I'm reading this syllabus and I'm trying to understand what on earth this abstract concept is that I'm trying to grapple with. It's effortful. But when I put that effort in, I retain it so much better. I stay, it, it's sustained in my mind. And so by that same action, let's imagine, discrete action that you're choosing to engage in that requires effort. It's gonna be hard. It's going to take effort. And I'm sure you've heard the cliches of anything worth doing isn't gonna be easy. The reason that people say that is because, well, one, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Another cliche I'll throw out there for you. But also, you're going to gain more satisfaction by the achievement of overcoming something that actually challenges you than to sit there and do something that didn't take any effort at all. So fitting your values and interests, discrete action you choose to engage in that requires efforts. So kind of getting into how we actually set goals. How to start thinking about your own goals. So there's a linear relationship. This has been shown in a study by Latham and Locke from 2006 that shows that the degree of goal difficulty you commit to attaining is directly related to the subsequent performance. So again, tying to the higher you challenge yourself, the higher you're going to achieve. And it might seem like it's so out of reach right now, but starting with the basics and building your way up, if you continue to challenge yourself, you're going to continue to rise to the occasion. I'm not saying there won't be failures. I'm sure that there will be. It wouldn't be learning if there wasn't. But if you continue to commit yourself to those goals that you have, you're going to continue to achieve higher and higher. And this can be applied to fitness. Sure, that's a lot of what the scope of what I'm talking about. But apply this to your career. Apply this to your education. If you are challenging yourself to be better and to know more and to whatever it is, achieve more, travel more, whatever, if you push yourself to do that, you're going to push yourself to get there. And you might not always meet that mark the first time, the second time, the 10th time. You might not meet that mark ever. But if you keep that goal up high, you're going to push yourself further than if that goal was lower. Um, And so a big part of that, though, is setting goals that are specific and difficult. So those are the ones that show that you have a higher performance than a vague goal or no goal at all. And this is going to provide you with an objective. So something that is unambiguous that allows you to have a basis for judging your progress. So again, not saying something like, okay, in 10 years, I wanna be rich, or in 10 years, I wanna have traveled a lot. Okay, that could mean a lot of things. If I'm typing something into my GPS, like, okay, I wanna go to California, type that in my GPS, I'm not really gonna get a result that's gonna guide me to where I wanna go, right? But if I say that I wanna go to the San Francisco Giant Stadium in California, okay, destination is set. Now the directions are coming up. How am I going to get there? All right. So I feel like that's probably enough psychology for you guys to digest today. I want to get into a little bit about how to set goals and then I'll close it out. So how can you set these goals? A lot of what we talked about, this is where I want you to try and pull this all together here. I'm going to try and help you out. So first, 
Prioritizing what values you have. This is going to give you those big picture goals. Then you want to ground specific goals in those internal goals that reflect those values. Okay. So figuring out what are the things that are most important in your life and setting your goals in those. You want to have that big ambitious goal at the top of that pyramid, like that bottom up uh, objective scale that I talked about. And you want to have those sub goals below. Those are your building blocks that are going to get you to the top of that pyramid, get you to where you want to be. And then these are all oriented, like I said, by those big general goals, those values that you hold near and dear to your heart that are driving you to where you want to be. So even more blunt than that, I have some questions for you guys. You can pause and write these down, write your answers out. I encourage you to write these out um, and then honestly put them somewhere that you're going to see every day because this is something that's going to set you up to stick to those goals. All right, just before I give you guys those questions to write down, um, I did want to mention that this, a lot of this content from this talk comes from Mark Manson's website. Uh, he's a very well-published author, has a lot of content on uh, motivation and goal setting, as well as how to be successful. Um, he wrote a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, so you can read that. I'm in the midst of reading it myself but it's very interesting, ties a lot of these topics in and also provided a lot of these resources that I then went further into that I talked about earlier. So these questions came directly from his site. You can find them there if you want to uh, read a little bit more about them. But first off, what do you value or wish you had more of in your life? Okay, so these questions, you can write them down, take your time to answer them, really think about them. Question number two, what are general goals that you can set to maximize those values? So these can be big picture ideas, things that just get those values on paper. Question number three, what are ambitious, specific goals that will get you to that general goal? So you can just pick one, an ambitious, specific goal that will get you to your general goal. And remember, those general goals are those, those values, really, maximizing those values. And then fourth, what smaller goals can you set that will make progress towards your big goal? Something that's gonna make it more attainable, like we talked about, breaking those down. So what are smaller goals that you can make, that you can set to make progress towards big goal? All right, and then just a reminder, okay? So we have that, I have a few more things for you to write down if you're actually taking notes. Um, but I want you to just remember that these goals are meant to align with your values and that they're going to be effective. Those are two of the biggest things. They align with your values and they're going to be effective. So personally invested in the goal and that it's actually going to get you to where you wanna be by setting these smaller goals. And then I'm sure you guys have all heard about SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, um, but I'll just I'll outline it here for you guys in case you forgot or haven't heard of it. Um, but basically this is just specific measurable goals that give you tangible like external achievements. So these are things that you can, like I said, measure that you can use as a basis that's unambiguous to see are you moving in the direction of where you want to go and like kind of kind of rate that progress um, or at least at least monitor it. So specific is going to be the S in that you want specific goals like we talked about. You want them to be measurable, that's your M there. Then A is gonna be achievable, R is gonna be relevant, and T is gonna be time bound. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, 
time-bound goals, SMART goals. And so just to touch on these quickly before I finish it out here, the reason that these are important, right? We've talked about a lot of this already. Specific gives you an idea of what you're actually going to do, the tangible thing that you can do on a daily or weekly, whatever basis, to put you in the direction that you wanna go. Measurable, can you keep track of, are you following that goal? Are you actually moving in the right direction there? And I'm not really a scale person, that's me personally. I think Matt said that last week or two weeks ago on that first episode, but you know, if it's you wanna log a certain number of miles or you wanna cook a certain number of meals at home or you wanna save a certain number of dollars or you wanna work a certain number of hours, whatever it is, measurable then achievable. This one, it's kind of, I think this is a matter of perspective. Achievable, obviously, you are the one defining what is achievable to you, but you know, maybe winning the lottery might not necessarily be something I'd put on the list of achievable, at least within my control. Um, achievable would be running a marathon. I keep going back to these running examples, but you get the point. Um, relevant, it actually matters to you. It's going to help you get to where you want to be and time bound. This isn't an open-ended indefinite goal that you just want to complete before you die. It's, you know, okay, when am I, when am I running that race in February? Okay. I have till February to be able to run or till whenever to save X amount of dollars. Um, and like I said, I really would encourage you guys to write this down and put it somewhere that you see every day. Uh, whether that's a sticky note on the mirror in your bathroom so you see it when you brush your teeth in the morning or you know maybe a paper taped to the fridge, whatever it is, I keep mine on my desk. Um, I can see it right now as I'm recording actually. I have my, my goals for the whole year and then I have my goals for the week there. And they're just things that, you know, in a way it's like a to-do list and it's just an ambitious to-do list, I guess, is what I would consider it for myself. It's something that I know I got to get it done. I got to put in the work to get there. And uh, I always have that constant reminder because I'm seeing it. I don't let myself forget because I don't want to ignore my goal. I want to chase that goal, put the work in, even if it's effortful, even if there's obstacles, staying committed to it because it's something that's personally relevant to me. And so I just wanted to kind of finish out um, with a little example, a little bit more about myself and my goals. I know that I said in the first episode that you guys would get to know me over the course of the series. So um, I guess this is my debut on on the front of goals that Matt alluded to last episode. Um, So one of the things that I really prioritize uh, is my fitness. I wanna have better fitness overall. I wanna be stronger. And the reason that I really care about this is because it allows me to enjoy the things that I love doing. I am always out trying to pick up new hobbies, so I love to ski, I box, I like to play pickup sports any chance that I get, even the ones that I'm really not good at, including tennis. Ben, if you're listening, Chris, you too. Um, I know you know I'm not good at that, but I play anyway. Basketball too, that one's up there. But point being, I have the fitness. I can at least run around. Um, I like to adventure during travel and even considering the longevity of my career in medicine, my competency and comfortability as an army officer, um, it basically is just a huge value of mine. It's tied to so many of the things that I care really deeply about and honestly that I hold really central just to my, my character um, as a whole. 
but it's vague. So it's easy to brush off or procrastinate. If I were just to say, I want to have better fitness or I want to be stronger. Um, so I have smaller goals that I want to reach the ones that I was talking about before my little sticky note that sits up on the wall, um, that I want to reach by the end of this year. I want to be able to bench 135 pounds. I wanted to run a half marathon. I wanted to complete the 75 hard challenge. Um, I've somehow now gotten roped into another 10 mile race in November. Thank you, Cecily. Um, really not a runner, but I did the half marathon and I did the 75 hard. So if I can get the bench to 135, we're, we're going to have the fitness goals checked off for the year. Um, <laughs> plus 10 miles against my will. But see, point being, that's not really close to my heart, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so anyway, that's something that I really appreciate because I joke about it, but I take care of myself physically and I challenge myself to keep getting stronger and to keep trying these new things that I'm able to do things without, you know, having a ton of experience in them. I don't have a lot of experience in running other than playing soccer and the running that accompanies a lot of the sports that I played. I was never a track star or a country or cross country runner. Um, I've never really enjoyed it personally outside of doing it for other purposes, like to make me more equipped to do other activities. But because I take care of myself and I live a generally healthy lifestyle and prioritize my fitness, I'm able to go out and run a 10 mile race in November. Um, the speed, I'm not gonna talk about the speed, but you know, I'm gonna run it. So <laughs> even smaller than that, um, I have even more achievable goals. So something as simple as closing the exercise ring on my Apple Watch every day or working out five times a week. Normally I give myself a weekend day off, a day during the week when things get really crazy. I try to get to the boxing gym or I lift. Um, and these are goals that they shift as I go and different goals become more important to me or take on a greater part of my focus. I kind of reevaluate where my priorities are. Um, like I said, when I know that I have a run coming up, probably going to be running more than lifting. Or if I really want to hit a certain number by a certain time, I'm going to shift it to that. Um, and obviously this is all very narrowly focused in the fitness world, but I thought this would be a good example for you guys. And just some of the ways that the things I talked about earlier kind of tie together, how the things that I really love in life, um, are more easily facilitated and honestly more enjoyable by me leading a healthy lifestyle and prioritizing my fitness. Um, and in and of itself, I really like the challenge of trying to better my fitness. I like pushing myself to get stronger and make those, those, um, PRs and whether it's in running or lifting, whatever it might be, or boxing, you know, the competition of it. I'm a very goal oriented person, uh, as most people are to some capacity, but, um, very goal oriented and definitely thrive off of, you know, those challenges and beating those challenges, setting new challenges, never sitting and just accepting that I attained a goal, but kind of taking that and immediately turning it into, okay, now what can I do? If I could do that, what more can I get out of it? Um, so just some final closing thoughts for you guys. Uh, I wanted you to remember your values. So this is something that I can talk a lot more about in some later episodes and I really do plan to, but I don't want you to take these goals so far and become obsessed with them that you sacrifice the things that make those goals meaningful in the first place. So a good example of this, just briefly, is if your goal is weight loss, but to lose weight, you're doing things that 
you probably know aren't healthy. Like I always joke about if you want to drop, you know, 10 pounds in a week and you do so by just drinking solely cucumber water. Okay. You lost the weight, but one, it doesn't align with your general goal of being more healthy. If that's like really what that's rooted in. And two, it's not going to be sustainable, right? Like as soon as you start actually fueling your body again, odds are you're probably going to get that weight back on. Cause all you were doing was drinking cucumber water for a week and nobody can survive off of that. Um, and so another quote that came from that Mark Manson article that I thought was really awesome um, and really just a huge takeaway from this is that the value of our goals is not in what we accomplish, but in the direction they give us. So I hope that that was something that I conveyed uh, throughout this episode, but the point isn't necessarily to attain that goal. It's not necessarily to beat your record or whatever every time you go out there and work towards it. But the direction that it takes you, one, it can give you clarity on what really is important to you and like what goals you're really willing to commit to. And I'm not saying, oh, if it gets too hard, give up. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you might get along the way and realize, okay, this is a goal that I had set for myself. Maybe it wasn't initially rooted in values that were really important to me, or maybe it wasn't rooted in my values at all and I did it for the wrong reasons. And that even that gives you a direction of where you're going and and what you want to prioritize. And then kind of like I mentioned, the potential of new goals stemming from those goals that you set. So with all of that, just make sure that you guys are reflecting on what's really important to you. And as you see these goals taped up on your mirror every day, make sure that you're still going in the direction that you want to be going in, um, striving for a goal that is still important to you and it's okay to recalibrate and be flexible with those goals as your priorities might shift or change completely over time that's okay um or if you're failing at that goal and you realize that maybe that isn't what you thought it was that's also okay uh you can remember that no one's really grading you on this this is just for you and it's for you to better yourself and i hope that you guys can take a lot of what i talked about today and apply it to whatever endeavor you're passionate about, uh, no matter how big or small. So I wish you guys the best of luck, of course. Always feel free to reach out with any questions or any feedback you have, I would love to hear it. But that is all I have for you today, so make sure you like, subscribe, share the podcast with everyone you know. Otherwise, have a kick-ass week, and I'll catch you next time on Kick It With Kira.